Hi, I'm Donald Robertson. I'm the author of How to Think Like a Roman Emperor, The Stoic Philosophy of Marcus Aurelius. And I'm very privileged to be here today to talk to Marcus Wachter, the CEO of Carnuntum. And we're at Carnuntum in Austria. And uh, this is important in terms of Stoic philosophy and the Emperor Marcus Aurelius. So I'm going to talk a little bit to Marcus about the location here and the relevance of it to the subject that we're interested in. And the first thing I wanted to do, Marcus, is just begin with a little bit of an overview. If somebody came to Carnuntum, mm -hmm. what are the main things that they would actually see here in terms of archaeological areas and reconstructions and so on? Yeah. What do you have here? Yeah. Um, uh, we're sitting here uh, in the basilica of a reconstructed uh, Roman thermal bath. Mm -hmm. And um, this is one of the highlights um, here in Canontum. Um, unique worldwide, uh, we reconstructed um, a Roman city quarter on, on its uh, actual spot where, mm -hmm. it, uh, where it was uh, in Roman times. And um, what makes it unique is that uh, every facilities are fully functioning. So uh, the underfloor heatings are fully functioning. Mm -hmm. uh, the, like the, the ovens in the kitchens uh, are fully functioning. We have, uh, we have water in the, uh, in the ponds of the thermal bath. Uh -huh. And um, so this is, um, <clears throat> yeah, this is our main attraction. And uh, it's, uh, um, um, it's a city water of the former civilian town of Canontum. And uh, besides that, uh, we also show uh, two amphitheaters, uh, a, a museum, uh, then the Hedonth Gate, uh, uh -huh. so it's the most popular Roman monument right, in Austria. Yeah, yeah it's famous. Um, yeah, so uh, it's, um, it's a lot to see there. Uh -huh, uh -huh. And so you've got the civilian area and then there's also the military camp yes. as well, right? Could you tell us a little bit about what's there? Yeah, um, um, you see, um, only 1% um, of Canuntum, of former Canuntum, mm -hmm. um, is excavated. Right, really. So okay. it was a huge town. Uh, so it, uh, uh -huh. the ancient town covered an area of some 10 square kilometers and only 1% uh, is excavated. So uh -huh. the military camp, uh, the nucleus uh, of uh, the, the, the Roman town, um, has been excavated in right. the late uh, 19th century uh -huh. but has been buried again. To, right. uh, to, to conserve it. So right, you cannot okay. see it. Uh, uh -huh. we, uh, we show it um, <coughs> with uh, a virtual reconstruction and uh -huh. we also uh, built um, 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 a scale model um, of, uh, of Canuntum in the scale uh, 1 to, th to 300 mm -hmm. where we show the extension and, uh, yeah, and how Canuntum looked like in, in, uh -huh. in the late, uh, in the late um, second century AD. Uh -huh. so, the time of uh, Marcus, yeah, Aurelius. Marcus Aurelius. Yeah, and so you, you have various maps and models showing a, an overview of the area, mm -hmm. and then you have these beautiful reconstructions. Like you said, we're in the baths at the moment, yeah. and I don't know, the microphones probably won't pick this up, but we can hear the running water in the background, yeah. the functioning baths. And so do you know roughly what the population of Carnuntum would have been during the, the time of Marcus Aurelius? Yeah, so um, a very solid estimation. Uh -huh. um, says it um, must have been at least uh, 50,000 inhabitants, right, right. but uh, maybe even more. But 50,000 uh -huh. is, uh, is, is the lowest estimation of the population uh -huh. here. So it was one of the, of the largest towns, uh, Roman towns, uh -huh. uh, north of the Alps. Right, right. And uh, Carnuntum was the capital of Upper yes. Pannonia, is that yes. correct? Yeah. Um, so, so you have the, some exposed archaeological mm -hmm. ruins here, and then you mm -hmm. have the reconstructions as yep. well. You have two amphitheatres, yes. 
and the gladiatorial training yes. schools. Yes. Uh, yes. And then there are the, the two parts of the yeah. museum as well yeah. in the civilian quarter and uh, where the military camp yeah. is as well. And so how would you sum up what the, um, the importance of Carnuntum would have been to the, the Roman Empire in general and perhaps in, in particular uh, in the <coughs> Carnuntum was, um, as, I, as I said, the one of the, of the, largest, of, of the largest towns uh -huh. in uh, north of the Alps. Yes. And it has also a very important uh, strategic function uh -huh. because um, it uh, was one of the yeah, after the greatest fortifications along uh, the, the River Danube. Yeah, it was the northern border of the uh, Roman Empire. Yeah. And Canuntum was one of the, of the, of the major fortifications um, along this uh, northern border uh -huh. of, um, <coughs> of, um, of the Roman Empire. And um, it also has um, had a very uh, importance in um, economic uh, mm -hmm. Affairs because uh, Canuntum uh, was situated um, at the crossroads um, of the most relevant, most important yeah. uh, trading routes. Uh -huh. So um, it, it um, was situated at the crossroads of the, the Limes Street, the so called Limes Street, uh, mm -hmm. uh, running from east uh, to, to west, and uh, of, the, uh, of the Amber Street, the Amber um, Road, yeah. starting in Aquileia uh -huh. uh, at, uh, at, the, at the Mediterranean uh -huh. and going up to the Baltic Sea. Uh -huh. So, and Canuntum was right at the crossroads of right. these two trading roads. So important, both in terms of military strategy yeah. and defense of the empire's yeah. frontier, and also in yeah. terms of the, this crossroads of trade yeah. routes. Excellent. And so, what would life have been like at Carnuntum? I guess both in the civilian, in the yeah. civilian area first of all, and then we can talk about military life here. But what would have been like for the people that actually lived here? I think life, uh, life was uh, very luxury. You, you, yeah. you see uh, how splendid uh, this, yeah, uh, this Roman terminal bath was, <laughs> and uh, right, uh, right, uh, right beside uh, this Roman terminal bath, we show. Um, Villa Urbana. It was uh -huh. a splendid city mansion with uh, uh -huh. with uh, mural paintings and also floor, also underfloor heating. And I think uh, uh, life must have been uh, yeah very uh, very pleasant here because for 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 long times um, uh -huh. it was a very peaceful region here, uh, right. except of the of the uh, Macamanic Wars. Uh -huh. But uh, for for centuries uh, life here was uh, was very. Uh, very peaceful and uh, it was very safe because uh, uh, during 400 uh -huh. years um, <coughs> um, a Roman legion was uh, was situated right. here. It's uh, yeah. 5,000 5, yeah, yeah. uh, uh, soldiers and besides that also um, an uh, auxiliary camp uh, right. with, uh, uh, with uh, um, um, a horse. Um, uh -huh. Uh, with, um, with cavalry, yeah, yeah. Uh, cavalry. <laughs> Sorry, yeah, um, was um, was situated here with uh, some 500 um, uh, soldiers. So it was a very safe uh, situation here. One of the things I'm actually interested in is in the, looking very closely at the meditations mm -hmm. of Marcus Aurelius. Some of the things he mentions, I wonder if they can be related to his life here. And one of the things he mentions in passing is that one must learn to accept certain things in life mm -hmm. that one can't change. And the example that he gives is you have to, you can't stop horses from neighing and you mm -hmm. have to learn to accept mm -hmm. the sound. But there would have been many horses mm -hmm. stationed mm -hmm. at Carnuntum, presumably. Mm -hmm. He's perhaps describing yeah. what life is like around him. Yeah. So the, the 
Wellington would have been a, a relatively wealthy city yes. because yes. of its position yes. in the trade routes, and it was therefore well defended. But mm -hmm. I suppose it would have also therefore been uh, have been attractive to the barbarians or the tribes as a uh, a place to yes, but uh, but but also um, um, you must imagine it wasn't uh, the the uh, the Limes, uh, wasn't a, um, um, a strict border. Uh -huh, it was right. uh, you can imagine you, you can compare um, nowadays um, to the uh, to the Schengen border. Mm -hmm. So it was the the, the, the outer border mm -hmm. of the Roman Empire, right. but um, <clears throat> but um, um, it was very. Um, don't know what word. Fluid, fluid. Open. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. Uh, right. Because uh, you you have trade uh, between the barbarians uh, yes. and, the, and the Romans. Yes. And for example, we have in, in the museum one uh, very nice find. We had uh, the hair, uh, uh -huh. a, a part of, 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 of hair, with uh, woven with uh, golden uh, golden strings uh -huh. um, of a, a barbarian lady. So it right. was uh, for for it it, it was a. Um, a fashion accessory for uh -huh. for wealthy Roman uh, ladies. Uh -huh. Right, right. And uh, so the what would what would life have been like in the in the military mm -hmm. camp here? I suppose in many ways similar to the civilian. I should mention there is one thing I remember that some of the Romans complained about when mm -hmm. they came here. Or Marcus Aurelius in particular, we told struggled with the climate. Yeah. Uh, he wasn't of used to the winter. <laughs> <laughs> of course, uh, for him. For a real Roman, uh -huh. um, yeah, it must have been a shock to the climate yeah, yeah, yeah. because you have, uh, yeah, uh, you, you have winter and it's uh -huh. uh, and it's uh, it's very humid uh, yes. in in spring and in in in, <clears throat> in autumn. But um, yeah, but um, the the Romans learned to 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 deal with it. Um, uh, I think uh, at the time when the Romans first came here to Canuntum, it was in the year six, six A.D. Mm -hmm. um, uh, it must have been very forested uh, here, right, yeah. and um, yeah, the, the Romans started to cultivate the the, 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 the land, uh -huh. um, and uh, they used the, the, the forest, the, the wood for 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 the for the houses and mm -hmm. for the heating of the underfloor heatings, and um, yeah. But uh, I think at the time um, in the in the in the second century, in the third century. It must, it must have been a very flourishing and very lively uh, town here, in, here at the northern border. And, yeah. you, and you see it uh, because uh, people here, they tried to imitate um, the, uh, the, the, the status of Roman life. Right, right. So they tried to imitate it here to, to, to the northern border. Oh, there was a question that I wanted to ask you about Marcus Aurelius' time here, actually, which we, I suppose we'll come on to now. What's the relevance mm -hmm. of Carnuntum in particular to <clears throat> our hero, Marcus Aurelius, your namesake, yeah. Marcus Aurelius? <laughs> so um, one of the questions I wanted to ask you specifically, would the emperor have had a residence in the civilian area or would he have lived mainly no, when no, he was here no, in the military no, camp? No, I think uh, we don't know uh, where the residence of Marcus uh, uh -huh. Aurelius was, but it's very probably that, um, that he stayed... Um, and um, um, in the palace um, no. of the governor, the governor's residence, he would have the governor's shared, residence right? because uh, um, uh, because there, uh, there, there he had also uh, his uh, <coughs> his uh, his own troops uh, uh -huh. to uh, 
um, for for his own safety, for his protection. Right? Um, for his protection. So um, it's it's not very probably uh, probable that he that he stayed here in the in the civilian area. Uh -huh. so. And the governor during Marcus's time here would would uh, have been Claudius Pompeianus, is that right? Or who was the governor at that? Uh, we don't know. Uh, don't know. Uh, don't know. But he. Um, so Marcus spent some time here during three the years, first three, three years, years from uh, 171 AD uh -huh. to 173 AD. And then in 174, like, was he uh, stationed uh, in another part of the frontier, or did he return to Rome then? Uh, no, uh, I he was, think he moved uh, southwards uh -huh. uh, to uh, Sirmium. Yeah, I think uh, um, in nowadays uh, in the land of Serbia. Ah, in Serbia, yeah. in right, Serbia, right. Yeah. To fight the Sarmatians yeah. further. Yeah. Uh, okay. And um, so during his time here, Marcus was involved in, in the, the First Marcomannic War. And then there was the Civil War uh, with mm -hmm. Avidius Cassius and Marcus travelled more at that mm -hmm. time. He toured the mm -hmm. eastern provinces. Um, but then there was another outbreak of war, uh, the beginning of the Second Marcomannic War. Mm -hmm. Did Marcus spend any time at Carnuntum during the, the Second Marcomannic we War? Don't Do we, know. Know? We, we, we don't, don't have know. very much information no. about we, that we, time. Maybe, maybe. It's a possibility. But we don't have uh, information. We, we know this three years uh, uh -huh. that he uh, spent his uh, the time in Carnuntum and, uh -huh. and that he wrote uh, the second book of his meditations here in Carnuntum right. because he, he yes. finished it with the written uh, at Carnuntum. Very helpful of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he said he writes at Carnuntum. Yeah. Yeah. And then he also writes at the end of the, the first book, uh, Among the Quadi mm -hmm. uh, by yeah. the Granua. So yeah. this would be across the, the river. Yes, yes but uh, it, uh, it's also possible that, um, uh, that it was in in in, in, in in Windobona or it was right. in Scapantia, so we uh -huh. don't know. So, uh -huh. so, but, but these three years we have, uh, we have um, the information that he, that he actually spent here. He was here at Carnuntum at this yeah. time, yes. And that must have been a big change for him because actually as far as we know, mm -hmm. he'd never really travelled much outside of Rome yeah. or, or the, you know, yeah. uh, Italy anyway. Um, this seems to have been um, the first time that he really mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. led the army. Mm -hmm. um, previously, it was his uh, adopted brother, Lucius mm -hmm. Verus, that he'd mm -hmm. assigned that role to. Mm -hmm. um, and then Lucius Verus actually died in 169 AD mm -hmm. and kind of left mm -hmm. Marcus to be sole emperor. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think, in a way, he was perhaps thrust into mm -hmm. this position that he mm -hmm. perhaps didn't feel entirely mm -hmm. cut out yep. for uh, mm -hmm. in the military role. But the, the military seem to have, over time, have, have embraced him as their leader. Yeah. Because, yeah. for example, we, uh, the Aurelian Column in, in Rome yeah. celebrates things like the mm -hmm. Thunder Miracle and the Rain yeah. Miracle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and um, uh, also from the, um, from the column in, in Rome, uh, we know that he spent here in Canuntum and uh, in, uh, at the column, um, the, the bridge uh, over the River Danube is depicted, yes. and yeah. um, and uh, and we know that the the the, the exact position uh, we don't know. Right. There was some. Um, it's it's probable that uh, it must have been in the nowadays town mm -hmm. of Bad Bach Altenburg. It's the right. um, it's the neighbor town yeah. of um, of Petronel Canuntum where we are at the moment. Right, right. And actually, also in that column, the the river god. Yes, is yes, depicted. Yes, yes. So for the Romans, the, the Danube, um, I should say, which we're right beside, was 
extremely important and also kind of symbolically important. Yeah. It was personified yeah. uh, as this yeah. uh, river deity. Yeah. Um, and it must have loomed very large in their yeah. life. So it was, as I understand it, there was also a, a, a navy that sailed uh, and there, were, there would have been trade across the river. It was trade, uh, it was trade across the river and uh, um, the, the river Danube um, in Roman times looked totally different than nowadays. Ah. So it was uh, a swamp, it was right. a swamp with, right. uh, and it's, uh, it was a, um, um, a huge area and it was easy easy to uh, to defend with a small right. uh, with small boats uh, with small uh, and uh, we uh, uh, we know that um, uh, that the harbor of the of the Danube fleet uh, uh -huh. was uh, also uh, situated in Conundrum. right right so i think actually you know sometimes when we read the meditations of marcus yeah. aurelius it seems so his writing seems so personal mm -hmm. and intimate sometimes i think it's difficult to imagine the mm -hmm. scale of the legions that he commanded and, yeah. and you know, in some ways it's difficult to imagine his status as emperor because when you read the meditation he seems uh, almost a solitary figure, um, a very personable figure, like a, an ordinary guy in some ways. Mm -hmm. We imagine like the, the scale of Roman operations here were, were very impressive. And also there's a, there are a number of scenes that are very vividly described by the Roman historians, in particular Cassius Dio mm -hmm. tells us that in the winter when the Danube froze mm -hmm. over, the, there was one particular battle where the Romans engaged mm -hmm. the Sarmatians on, mm -hmm. the, on the surface of the river mm -hmm. and they had to learn special tactics to be able to fight on the ice without mm -hmm. losing their footing and slipping. Mm -hmm. So it was important as a, a frontier and in terms of the trade that went on. It, it was symbolised to them by this river mm -hmm. god, um, but also they even fought battles on the, on mm -hmm. the river. Um, and one of the things I, I mentioned earlier that interests me is when Marcus is talking about natural phenomena, the little birds that he sees around him become mm -hmm. symbolic to him. Uh, I noticed when we first came here, I heard there, there are many birds here, obviously, and Marcus in the meditation says that being attached to external things mm -hmm. is like falling in love and setting your heart on a little sparrow and before long it suddenly flits away and disappears into the mm -hmm. distance and is mm -hmm. gone forever. And he says even our own lives are mm -hmm. fleeting like this in material things. But when we come to Conantum, we see these things that he was mm -hmm. talking about even mm -hmm. in the meditations. Mm -hmm. We shot a video the other day where we were uh, standing uh, next to the Danube and quoting some of the passages mm -hmm. in the meditations just to kind of put them in this context where he talks about the river of time mm -hmm. and how the river yep. for Greek philosophers and Roman philosophers symbolizes mm -hmm. the transience of all material things. So it's nice to do that in this environment mm -hmm. and see you know, Marcus would have, this would have been something that he, he perhaps looked mm -hmm. at every day and saw around him. Mm -hmm. um, could you say any more about what you, you think um, we can learn about uh, Marcus's life or, or his character or his philosophy from uh, his time at Cananta? How do you think it, his experience here might have affected him? You, I see... Um, uh, for me, um, that's uh, my, my personal impression and uh, interpretation of Marcus Aurelius. I think he was one of the first uh, CEOs. So he, um, he, he, he acted uh, in, uh, in difference to, to other Roman emperors. 
like a CEO that he had his uh -huh. team and and he and he trusted his team, so he had time uh -huh. uh, to 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 think about things. So he right. he wasn't that uh, that that involved in in, in battles and right. uh, and, yeah. and war. Um, <clears throat> so he had his commanders mm -hmm. um, who did the things for him, and he had time uh, yeah. to to. But he, his uh, his obligation was to manage uh, the whole thing. So for, yeah. for me, as a CEO of Canuntum, right. uh, when, when I looked to, to Marco Rail, for me, he was one of the first. Uh, he was very, very modern in, in his uh, managerial uh, um, uh, things. I think also to come back to something you, you perhaps touched on earlier, um, it seems to me that Marcus, we, we think about the, the legions and the battles and so on, but I get the impression that Marcus was particularly concerned with diplomacy and yeah. the negotiation yeah. of various peace yeah. treaties. Um, and that was one of the things that yeah. he invested his time and energy. He spent probably a lot of time talking to mm -hmm. the, the leaders of the tribes yeah. uh, across the Danube and you know, not yeah. just uh, campaigning against yeah. them. Um, so I wanted to wrap up actually just by asking you one more question. And, and that is, is there anything in particular that's here that, that you like to tell people about or show them? What's your favorite thing here to, to share with people? No, uh, I think... Um as you, as you mentioned it uh, before, I think um, uh, the unique thing besides uh, the attraction, the reconstruction, is the whole atmosphere. So it's uh, so close to, to, to Vienna and Bratislava, so it's uh, just uh, half an hour yeah. uh, from these two cities um, apart. And if you come here, um, you, uh, you get into a different world. So it's... Uh, you, um, it's um, um, it's 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 you you think you are in the uh, in the Mediterranean and uh, so um, and that and that's that's fascinating uh, for for me. Uh, half an hour to the west uh, is Vienna, uh, a very lively yeah. metropolis, uh, and then you come here and you can breathe, yes. you can relax, yeah. uh, and uh, and you um, you get into a total different world. Yeah. Yeah. You dive uh, into a totally different world, and yeah, our our claim uh, and our our promise uh, for for visitors is uh, the past begins here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, certainly anybody I think watching the video as well can see from the wonderful room that we're in, yeah. like it, it really does feel as if we are we're back in, in yeah. imperial Roman times and getting a flavour of, of like yeah. the life and how colourful things were as well yeah. here. Okay, so Mark, Marcus Wachter, uh, CEO of Carnuntum, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, and thank you for coming our questions. here. And, and um, good luck with your book. Thank <laughs> you very much. And I'd just like to encourage everyone, if they have a chance, to, to mm -hmm. come along and, and visit Carnuntum and see the, the things that are here. Okay.